Hello, um, before we talk to Jess um, in today's episode, um, we've had some correspondence on chatting with Chuckles. Um, firstly, uh, a big hello to the Guru Warrior. I know it's very hard for me to say with my uh, voice. Um, thank you very much for sending your best wishes. Um, check her out, the Guru Warrior um, podcast. Also, um, to Paula, Paula Koval, I hope I said your name right Paula, I know she listens and has supported Sketches in Travel for a long time now, um, she sent in, obviously talking about our last episode, um, a walk to work, uh, and she goes on to say, thank you for sharing your walk to work in Delhi, I have not been there, but I have the impression that it is like walking to work in New York or Washington DC with more vehicles, especially rickshaws. Well, you're not wrong, Paula. Um, it's a complete chaos. I mean, that's a reasonably um, easy road to get across. Um, there are lanes or certain roads where there's about 12 or 13 uh, lanes coming into one, which is um, absolutely crazy. Um, maybe we'll do another podcast on that one day um so thank you very much for for writing in um to both of you it's really appreciated um so now without further ado let's go and talk to jess hello welcome to chatting with chuckles with me gavin um we are today in uh st albans in Prêter Manger, Manger. I don't know how you say it correctly. Uh, and I'm here with Jess. Hello. Hi, Jess. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm a bit nervous. Are you? <laughs> don't be. I'm excited though. Jess um, is a singer, yes. songwriter, Correct. illustrator, wordsmith, <laughs> everything else in between. I mean, I try. I think you do very well at thank it, you. to be honest with Thanks. you. So Jess is here today to talk about her life in music and anything else in between that we decide to talk about. Yeah, the world is our oyster. It certainly is. (laughs) Right, hello everyone. Uh, As I say, we're with Jess. Jess from Said the Maiden. That is me. Um, For those that don't know, Said the Maiden are a folk trio. Yes. Female folk trio. Yes, very I suppose maidens is probably I mean, a key. Yeah, the cheese of the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, you're, you've you've kind of been very successful with your band. Yeah, yeah, we have been quite successful. But you've um, just had a major change. A major change, yeah. So at the end of last year, um, one of the founding members of the group left to move on to other projects. Um, so we've introduced a new member in her stead. So we're taking a bit of a quiet year this year to just rehearse and regroup and do some recording and then we're launching in September with some really good gigs. Some new songs? Some new songs, yeah, we're doing we're we're doing some a lot a fair bit of the old stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are writing new songs at the moment and um, doing quite a lot of work looking for new trad songs 
to start working on as well. So expect some more. Because you go down the trad route, don't you? We are quite trad, yeah. We, we started writing a bit more of our own stuff towards the end of the original lineup. But the girl yeah. that we've just introduced, Minnie Birch, is an incredible songwriter. So we're exploiting her for all of her songwriting talent and probably putting a little bit more of our self-penned stuff in. Wow. Exciting. Is it going well? It is going well, yeah. So it's quite um, intensive rehearsals at the moment. So in the first instance, we gave her um, all of Hannah's parts to the songs that already exist, so she could just learn what already existed. Um, so she's been squirreled away in her bedroom, <laughs> learning all that. Um, and we've just started working on the new stuff alongside that. So it's quite it's quite intensive. It feels very much like starting something brand new. Yeah, new journey. Yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, it's probably worth pointing out that none of you are full-time musicians, are you? No, no, we all work full-time. This is just a hobby that pays occasionally. <laughs> so, so the amount of time you have to give other than your normal day job is must be massive. Yeah, we do find ourselves having to just kind of steal a couple of hours here and there where we can. Because obviously alongside working full time, we have other hobbies and people that we want to spend time and with. And a life, I and suppose. And a life. Um, so it's quite a uh, juggling act really, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it must be, you must get a buzz when you're playing live. Um, oh yeah and people are appreciating what you're doing and yeah. the amount of time you put into yeah, it. Yeah, it is really rewarding, especially um, introducing new things to people. That's always the most fun thing. You've been working on a song that no one's heard yet and you put it out and people like it. Um, I remember it was so exciting when we, because we, we told people that Hannah, the, our violin player, left at the end of last year and we told them, uh, we told our, our fans, um, towards the end of last year, but we didn't announce who the new member was until, oh my goodness. A couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Not that long ago, yeah. And, a few weeks ago. And, but we had known since April last year that wow. who it was. Okay. So we've been sitting on it, and it was really exciting and satisfying to yeah, finally yeah. introduce this new lineup and have people react really well to it and be excited with us. And, and are they? Is yes. everyone excited? I think so. I mean, if they're not, they're doing a really good job of hiding that. Right. But yeah, so yeah. far, all the feedback we've had is really good. Yeah. Yeah, really positive. Brilliant. And you're planning, obviously, to head out on the road, mm. the folk road. Yeah, so we're not we doing... We still need to do that book. Oh, yeah. We had an idea of doing a folk book called On the Folking Road. Yeah. We still haven't got around to it. I know, one day. One day. We're just too busy. We're all just too busy, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we go back out to gig officially in September, but we're going to be doing a few little impromptu performances here and there throughout the year just to get ourselves right. back into it because we haven't gigged since December, and so it's going to be almost a year. Yeah. Uh, and it's yeah, that's a long time. I imagine it's a bit like riding a bicycle and, and having a year and then getting back on the saddle again. You're like I mean, you know bit, what to do. Yeah, but it's a bit wobbly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think because obviously the core of what we do is going to be the same, but having a different person within that is going to change certain things. Yeah. 
Yeah, I imagine. Change the equilibrium a little. So the sound's a bit different. Is it is it? a bit different. Yeah, Hannah was a violin player, yeah. so that was um, quite a big thing in our sound. Um, Minnie is not a violin player, and nor am I or Kathy. No. So we don't have any violin, um, but we've got more intricate guitar, and we're introducing banjo. And mm -hmm. um, dulcimer, which we started introducing last year, but we're going to have a bit more of that and a few more whistly, woodwindy sounds as well. So interesting. Yeah. Going full out guitar mode. Yeah. Are you going to rock out a bit now and again? Yeah. Trad rock. Yeah. Trad rock it. Oh, I love a bit of trad rock. What is trad rock anyway? Who, who does trad rock? Trad rock. In in. I wouldn't know. I mean, I guess the closest um, would be someone like Fairport Convention. Okay. They're pretty rocky yeah, yeah. in a way. Yeah, they get quite loud now and again. I saw them play last, was it last week or the week before, at the Auburn Arena oh, in yeah, St Albans, yeah. and flipping Robert Plant was their support act. Oh. Well, they're best mates. I mean, I have stood next to Robert Plant oh, no. at Cropperty, which um, is Fairport's um, yeah, festival. And, and at the big bar area, you often have all the musicians for the weekend mm. or by the bar, naturally. Yeah, yeah, that's where, that's where musicians live. And, you know, there was like Robert Plant and um, Dave Pegg, the, yeah. the bassist. Peggy, good old Peggy. Who are, they're obviously all old yeah. mates from Birmingham. Well, so, I was um, reading about it because I wondered why he specifically asked them if he could, because he, he wrote to them or yeah. Message them and say, can I support? I've got this new band, can I be your support act? Trying it out. But it turns out that when Led Zeppelin were on tour in the 70s, Fairport were there. Yeah, support yeah. Acts, the tables are turned. Yeah. But he's a real hero of mine, so to see him live was like. Oh, I bet. Amazing, isn't it? Dream come true. Yeah, really cool. I've had a piss next to Dave Peggy as well. Well, I mean. So there you go. Can't get a bigger name drop than that. No. I... Not Robert Plant, though, but Dave Pegg, yeah. Wow. I, I'm. No, I don't think I can make any claims like that. No. That was about as far as it went, though. I mean, good. You know, <laughs> we, we didn't kind of look at each other or anything like that. No awkward eye contact. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you're going down that route. Are you going to get drums in? Well, I don't know. Probably I mean, you, you've done a, a gig or two with drums and bass, haven't we, you? We do have the occasional guest musician, yeah. Um, there's a few songs on our album where we had a bass double bass and it just didn't feel right to do them live without without it so where we can we get people to join us yeah um, but I don't think we'll ever go full out drum kit no. I've got a little stomp block that I use which is just a lump of wood with a pickup in it yeah and we're gonna try and build on that and make something a little bit bigger but it won't really go beyond that I don't think. Well, you never know. Well, yeah, you I know. Who knows? You never know what the future brings. No, I mean, you might end up being international superstars and and needing a drummer. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, I doubt it. But <laughs> I mean, how when how how when you think about where you want to take the band, mm. the group. I mean, do you think about how big you want to be, or does it really not matter? I think. It's funny because when we started, we've been going for almost seven years, seven or eight years now, 
And when we started, I think I very much was like, we can go all the way, we can be massive, we can be the next whatever big folk stars there are. Yeah. And the girls were just like, oh, I don't think so. But I think as we've experienced more and more success, I think that has started to kind of play in the back of our mind a little bit. Like maybe we do, maybe we could do this gig, or maybe these people will like our music. Maybe we could be on stage alongside these big. But I don't think we'd ever be big or well known outside of the folk circle. No. Because we're far too trad folk. Um, so I think I don't think it was ever the driving force. No. We never even set out to do the gigs that we've done to, to date. We just started because it was fun. And yeah. People really liked it, and so we thought, as long as people are enjoying it, we'll. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're in a bit of a strange the folk scene. I don't know about other music scenes because I'm not in them. But the no. folk scene's a bit of a weird one where if you're like the new kid on the block everyone loves you yeah and then after a year or two of that you just kind of become like very middling and it's a real big step up to being like top tier so we've spent a lot of time being very middling and i don't know if we'll ever make it to the top tier but it would be very nice i mean i'm not i mean what what... i'm not ruling out like main stage cambridge folk festival no no or even main stage property. Who yeah. knows? Like they they feel kind of within the realms of being a realistic. Because you 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 had awards, haven't you? And we you have won you've awards. you've been nominated for lots of things. And, yeah. and your your other group that you run, Company of Players. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, you've had lots of lots yeah. of critical acclaim. We have. You you know played on the radio yeah. and all that. I mean, you're nearly there, aren't you? Well, I mean, yeah. no, I don't know. I mean, know. it's there, but... <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it always, it feels a little bit like chasing a shadow, maybe. Yeah. It's always within your grasp, but it's, but I don't think we've ever, it's not like if we don't reach this point by this time, we're going to quit because it's not worth no. it. We'll just take the opportunities we get when we get them, and yeah. any award that we win or nice album review we get along the way, just is a bonus. Yeah, I mean you've done what two albums? Two? Two, two albums so far? Two albums and, it, and two EPs. EPs. Yeah, um, and they've they've got more and more acclaim each time, which is nice. Shows yeah. that we're doing something, something right, right, which is good. So yeah. And then we've done one album with the company of players, which is the other band that yeah. I, I run. Is that your baby, would it, you say? Yeah, it is at the moment, yeah. I think just because Said the Maiden was obviously born out of three people's ambition, whereas the company of players was born entirely out of mine. Right. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. And also because I have to be the bossy one in the group and tell people what to do. Do you like that? <laughs> I'm not very good at it. I like to try and delegate, but I'm working with a lot of people who, who. Because um, you're a super group in effect, aren't you? Yeah. In a way. Yeah. A super folk group. Yeah. So it was. I mean, the whole thing was born entirely out of my desire to work with particular musicians, and I was like, the only opportunity I'm going to have is by asking them and creating a situation for it to happen. 
So, so there you go, folks. That's the way to do it. Create your own opportunities. Yeah. So there was ten. You of don't us ask. You don't know. Exactly. Do you? And I was genuinely stunned that everyone said yes. Like some of the people that are in my the band are. I just don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get why they play music with me, but I'm very yeah. grateful that they do. But there was ten of us to begin with. Um, we're down to nine now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was. It was. Um, we, launched, we started in 2016 and we launched our album in 2018 and then at the end of 2018 we were listed as one of the Times Top 100 Albums of the Year, which was exciting. And then this year I don't know what we're doing. No. no. I mean that's something you can just come back to, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's nice because everyone's got their own musical projects as well so we all go off in our own directions for a bit and then come back and... yeah. And again, this is all done in your own time. Yep. Alongside a full-time job, yeah. Crazy. And all the other things that I enjoy doing as well. Yeah, we'll, we might talk about that in a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you, you've mentioned you might do some solo stuff as well. Yeah, that's... Uh, so is that going down a different route completely? Not completely, no. I think... I, folk music is too uh, innately me to completely go away from it but um, other than folk, my other favourite genre of music besides folk music is um, electro uh, so I'm trying to incorporate the two together interesting, and electro folk folktronica I think folktronica yeah. Oh. yeah nothing too extreme no. I told um, one of our diehard said the Maiden fans was asking about the route I was taking as a soloist and I mentioned Folktronica and he pulled a very um, alarmed face. I like the sound of that. Um, You're gonna drop a drop a folk tune in, you know, in the middle and like get everyone really Yeah. Yeah. So I'm dancing on the floor. Yeah, why not? Yeah. That's what you need. Um, yeah, so it's like Sounds good. It's tradition more traditional acoustic instruments yeah. and then synthesizer y sort of sounds and some sampling and interesting mixing and stuff. It's very early stages at the moment. Wow, that, now that sounds exciting. It is exciting, yeah. It's, um, and I'm, a lot of it's stuff that I'm writing rather than yeah. trad stuff. There is a bit of trad, but predominantly I'm writing stuff. Uh -huh. um, and I actually am already uh, booked in for a gig in Oxford in December. Wow, a solo... A solo gig, yeah. So how will you bring your electronica trad sound on a well, solo gig? I think... Will we be able to have a sample or, or something that... Yeah, so I'll be playing the sort of acoustic instrument slide and then I'll have... Whatever's going on in the background. or something where I can just press a button and it plays the sample. Yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting. It's a bit different, I think. That sounds... Really exciting. Yeah, we'll see. I've got a lot of big plans, but I don't know how many will come to fruition. So. How many songs would you want it as in like an EP, really, to start with? Yeah, so or I'm you going to go full blown. Well, I'm working on an EP at the moment, um, which I think will be four or five songs. Oh. Um, but then the, for the gigs, when I start gigging, I'll probably I'll need about thirty or forty minutes, which is eight yeah. or nine songs. Right. So I've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow, that's exciting. It is, it's terrifying. And are you just going to have you as your name or are you going to have a different... You know, because there's yeah. lots of bands that have... who are really just one person, but they have a name, don't they? I really liked the idea of having a name, um, but I think if I just... I don't know. People know my name already. Yeah. So I'd rather be Jess Distill from Said the Maiden rather than... So and so, aka just a still concept of it, you know. But I do like the idea of having a name. Mm. But I don't. Yeah. Well, if For one ease, popped in your head, I would just call myself Justice. The thing is, it just it seems weird, weird to me to just call myself Justice still because yeah. it just sounds boring to me because it's my name. Yeah. Jess. Jess. Well, my little. Um, like pocket on the internet where I put my art and stuff is called the distillery. Yes. So yes. that's a potential. I could be known as the distillery. Well, I, I think that's got quite a good sound. It's quite nice, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, it's very early days. Um, but yeah, it's very exciting. That is, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. No idea what it's going to end up like, but we'll see. Well, we'll wait and see. We will. And hopefully, chatting with Chuckles, we'll get first dibs on interviewing you when you're Absolutely. doing your gig. I'll make sure of it. Cool. Right, we're back with Jess. We're uh, still in Pret-a-Manger. Manger, wherever we are, in St Albans. Yes. Lovely, this is where you're from, isn't it? It is, yeah, born and bred. St Albans City. Yeah. They rejected one of my posts yesterday on Facebook. What, St Albans City? Well, whoever, whoever, <laughs> whoever runs it. What was the... What was oh, it was my review of this French band that I've, I've written about. Oh. And they've just released their debut album. Hi. And, and I'd done a review of their album. But because it wasn't local, they didn't like it. France isn't very local. No. <laughs> <laughs> so they said, sorry, rejecting oh, you for that. I was like, to you. Oh, yeah. Right. Now they'll never know what that album's like. Well, you can if you read my website. That was a good subject. Sketches in Travel. I like that. Wasn't even planned. No. <laughs> it's very good. It's very poppy French sound. What are they called? Uh, Les Super Homard. They're getting played on Six Music and various other. Um, and, their, and their album is in white vinyl. Oh, And so I got the white vinyl. Obviously. I thought I had to. Yeah, I bought um, an album the other really day nice. that I already own on black vinyl just because it was coloured vinyl. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Even to the point where it skips in the same part of the same song. Wow. On both vinyls. But one's black and one's orange and yellow. So you've got to own them both. I mean, my dad had the original ELO out of the blue. I love it. In blue. The nice. blue vinyl. I love ELO. Mr. Blue Sky by ELO is my favourite song ever. Is it? Yeah. I mean, he is good at writing pop tunes, If isn't I he? only could listen to one song for the rest of my life, it would be Mr. Blue Sky. It just makes me happy. Because it's part of a concerto, isn't it? Concert, yeah. It's a, the concerto for a rainy day, it's called, isn't it? It's a great song. On Out, out of the Blue. Never fails to lift my spirits. No. Well, it was actually was played yesterday on the radio. I mean, it's played a lot, obviously. Yeah. And I, it's in film. I, uh, my boss was impressed yet annoyed that I knew what they say at the end of the song. 
What do they say, actually? They say, please turn me over. Of course, it's the end of side one, isn't it? You're welcome for that nugget. Wow. I didn't know that. He he asked me, he was really like, do you know what they say? As if I was going to say no, and he was going to tell me, if he was smug. And I was like, I do, actually. And he was like, damn it. Wow. No, they're, they're kind of, one of these groups, aren't they? They're kind of, people don't shout out that they like ELO, because they're kind of a bit mainstreamy, you know, middle I of the roadie. But they're not really, are they? They're, I mean, I don't even. I'll put my hands up and say I don't even know that much of their stuff, if I'm being honest. I just no. love that song. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got records of theirs. But I wouldn't be able to name any other songs. No. No. There we go. There you go. Well, away from music yes. for the moment, you are a illustrator, artist. I try to be, yeah. Yeah, Aren't I you? do. I do the occasional doodle. Yeah. And and <laughs> you very kindly helped uh, bring my Jeffrey to life, I did. didn't you? Yeah. Um, which I'm very grateful for. Oh, I'm glad. Um, I, I'm sorry that I was such a pain in the bum to work. That's right. It only took you two years to I'm, get there. But. It's true. I'm terrible at meeting deadlines, which I think is the main reason why. I don't do any of this sort of thing as a living. No. <laughs> I'd never get paid because I'd never meet deadlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. No, but Jeffrey, Jeffrey's alive and well. He is, he is. And he's slowly coming into... I, I haven't even launched him yet. We need to launch him to properly. Him. Yeah. Where are those badges you promised me? I know, I haven't done that. See, I'm like, I'm a bit like you. I kind of... There's too many ideas. Take, take too long to get things done. Yeah. I will. I, I need to. I need to launch him. We need to have a launch day. Yeah. And get the badges done. Yeah. And I was thinking of posters as well. <gasps> I want a Jackie poster. Well, you drew it. Yeah. I'm, I've got to ask you for permission anyway. Yes, you have my permission. That's good then. <laughs> so I might do them as well. Brilliant. I love it. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I've never drawn a squirrel before that. No. And now I can draw them with my eyes shut. Brilliant. Because <laughs> there might be another Jeffrey coming your way. Okay. At some point. Give me two years. <laughs> but it might take me two years to write the thing. So do you what 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 do you get out of art that you know that's a really bad question. <laughs> what what yeah, what do you what what does it mean to you? Art um, doing your art, doing your doodles and doing my I've always loved art. I come from a very artistic family, so I guess it's just in my blood to be artistic in whatever way that manifests itself. Recently, I used to be really good at it when I was a kid and I loved it. And then I went through a stage in my life where, which lasted from about the age of 11 to the age of 30, where if I wasn't instantly good at something, I gave up on it. Right. And so, I was really good at drawing when I was younger and then as I started to try and do more complicated things I realised I wasn't that good so I gave up and then I don't really know what made me fall back into it but I've been using it as therapy a lot recently. I find it really therapeutic and I've struggled in the last couple of years with anxiety yeah. and it really helps with that because it focuses my mind mm. 
and doesn't give me space to feel anxious. Yeah, alone. yeah. So I get that from it. It's very therapeutic. Um, and I just enjoy learning skills and watching myself improve at things that I enjoy yeah, doing. So yeah. that's nice. What What are you into at the moment? Drawing wise. Yeah. I mean, because everyone goes through phases of mm. like. I really like um, botanical drawings and anatomical drawings. Do you want to explain to the common person here that <laughs> doesn't know what clue you're talking about? botanical drawings are just drawings of plants. Right, of course. anatomical drawings are drawings of bodies or body parts. So I really like, um, I do a lot of copying. Right, yeah. Um, so I really like finding sort of old, sort of Victorian anatomical drawings before medical photography existed. Right. And drawing that and... Um, yeah, old botanical drawings of like the insides of flowers and like all the labels and with all the different parts. I don't ah. know, I find them really fascinating and very beautiful. And, and where do you keep, I mean, are you, are you showcasing them? Not at the moment, no. no. No, it's for myself and I draw things for friends occasionally. Yeah. Um, I like giving away art as gifts people's birthdays and stuff like that, I think that's a really nice thing to do. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not really doing it for anyone. I'm painting a picture actually for a friend. Will she be listening to this? Will I support the support? Well, it depends if you promote this or not. That's true. In that case, she will definitely listen. I'm painting a picture of a friend at the moment. Right. Um, which is a very delayed birthday present because I'm struggling with it. But Is it a face, full body? It's a portrait, not of her. Of someone else right, that okay. she admires very much. Okay. Um, so that's my like, project at the moment. Wow. Is this painting. For my um, GCSE art project, mm. I drew my. Um, co- no, I was going to say colleague, school friend, when we were doing it. So I had. To, draw him about eight different times in different ways yeah that's a real I don't know where they are now but no. I got a B so I didn't do too bad no, very good. I can't remember what I got for my art I remember what I drew but I can't remember what I got for it I remember drawing a clock face like a human face as a clock with a knife stabbed through its head and it was screaming in pain and I feel like there is a theme Okay. Oh, it was Killing Time. Killing Time, oh, very good. And then there was another project that we had to do where we had to um, mix two cultures together. And so I chose um, modern English culture and ancient Egyptian culture. So I painted a scene of ancient Egyptians playing cricket. Wow. In their like, you know, sideways. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what they did back then. Yeah, they yeah they stood sideways and played. Yeah. Silly, silly midpoint and yeah. all these very two D things. Yeah, I can't remember what I got though. Probably not that great. Yeah. So, so you do everyday drawing, or do you whenever you can? I try to at least, I carry a sketchbook around with me, yeah. so I try to at least do a duty in that every day. I actually, I did um, one of these 30 day oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. in January, 
um, which was really good fun. Although I think I stopped about about four days short because I was busy. But I tried to doodle at least once a day. Doodle again. Yeah, I used to doodle in my student books when I used to work in Japan. When I was an English teacher. In your students' books. Yeah, so, so you, you, they used to have a book. Then... They used to have a book, and you had to write in what lesson you did and and right. how well they did. Right. And would the doodle be an indicator of how well they did? No, not necessarily. It would just be, I would just draw a quick doodle in their right. book. And that, and sometimes it's quite elaborate, like motorbikes and things. <laughs> nice. That's um, I don't. I don't doodle enough. I probably should doodle yeah. more. Me too. I should as well. Because I've always wanted to do a cartoon book. Yeah. Not a comic book. Well, my, my cartoon. You know, like in the newspaper, there's a one-page yeah. picture. That kind of style. Yeah. Giles, who was in the Daily Express for yeah, years, yeah. he's my ultimate... He's oh, really? my favourite artist oh, wow. of all time. Wow. That's an interesting choice. Giles. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, just because... He's funny, and yeah. and he depicts Britain, and well, anywhere in the world, to be honest, beautifully, mm. in black and white. There's right. no hardly any colour. I mean, he does do colour. He did do coloured yeah. ones, but my grandparents used to have jars. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I still, I have them all. I've got loads of his albums. I do remember the. Yeah, I remember them on my grandparents' shelves when I was a kid, and always picking them up. Yeah. And not understanding the jokes. He he is my artistic. Hero, wow. RT hero, I like uh, which is a bit of an odd choice. It is perhaps. an interesting choice. Most people would go for like yeah, Monet Dutch. or whatever. But yeah. no, I would rather see a Giles cartoon. Interesting. With I Grandma say, in though, the corner. There's nothing more thrilling than seeing like a Van Gogh or a Monet in the flesh. Yeah. I didn't think that was a thing, and then okay. I and then I went to I started this new thing where once a month I take myself into London for the day. Good idea. And just do whatever I can do for free or for as little money as possible. Yeah. And I went to the um, National Gallery. Yeah. Uh, in January, and saw Van Gogh pictures up close, and I'd never seen them. And I'm not even really a Van Gogh fan. No. But seeing them up close was really brilliant. The chair and the sunflowers. Yeah. 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 Turner, I don't quite get. It's a bit kind of. I know, I know everyone likes him, but a lot of people do. My favourite is. Oh, I never remember his name. Casper. Casper. David Friedrich. Or Casper Friedrich David. Essentially, he's got three first names, and I don't know which order they're going. But he's an amazing artist. Right. And um, I remember seeing one of his paintings in a gallery and it was tiny mm. but I just stood there for hours like crying a little bit because it was so wow. moving yeah, yeah. He, have you been to Tate Modern yet? not recently no, no. I was told I had to um, because of a particular exhibition but I think it's closed now so. ah okay um, there was um, my friend told me about an exhibition where there was an artist who created a 24 hour clock out of images of time in films. Oh right, okay. So every minute was a different film clip of with a clock or a watch or something in it. Wow. Telling the time. So I wanted to go and see that. that oh, okay. Because I can't tell the time. Can you not? <laughs> she is wearing a watch, I should I am. <laughs> I am, yeah. 
Wow, okay. Yeah, well, that's a good idea though, I think. Having a day wandering around London is yeah. I mean I often do. It's really nice. South Bank, walk yeah. along the South Bank. It's a nice thing to do on your own, because I think going with friends is lovely, but if yeah. you're having to work with someone else's timetable or energy levels or hunger levels or anything like that, or even just what they're interested in going and seeing, it can be a little bit of a drag to try and compromise. Whereas if you're on your own, do whatever you want whenever you want to do it. Last time I went in to London, I went to the Welcome Collection. Oh yeah. In yeah. Houston, mm -hmm. Houston Road. Um, and then I've got a book um, called London History and Mystery Walks. And they direct you into like the weird little nooks and crannies of London that you just would never know existed otherwise. And you go down alleyways that are barely like thin enough to squeeze down and tells you really interesting facts about it and I walked like ten and a half miles just following this little book mm. and being really fascinated by everything. Yeah it's a good, I, I, one I've done is I've walked the circle line. Oh wow, how long is that? Each station, it takes a good five, six hours, mm. about 18 miles, yeah, or well, maybe even longer I don't know but that's good because you get mm. two extremes. You get the the posh side of London yeah. with all the around Knightsbridge and yeah. whatever, and then you have the city of London, and then you have kind of the in betweeny bits yeah. and, and and the River Thames part. I was telling a guy at work about it, about the fact that I do this, just yeah. walking around London, and he said, "You do know there are like hundreds of tube stations, don't you?" Like, it's 200 and something. Yeah, but that's not the point. No. It's like you're doing London wrong. <laughs> you're not getting on the tubes, that's what they're for. No, you get see you're above ground. So you can do above London first and then do below London afterwards. Yeah, I've been walking around London a lot recently and my perception of its geography has changed. That's a weird thing. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah. Where normally you would get a train from one stop to another, but then one day you walk it and you're like, huh, oh, I didn't realise that was there. It's fun. I enjoy it. I walked from King's Cross to Islington the other day for a gig and I walked oh, okay. past places that I've been to loads of times, mm. but it's never really registered that no, I no. can walk there in 10 minutes because I always catch the train there and it's, yeah. London's actually quite small. It is. Like the central bit anyway. The interesting bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, if you if you plan it a bit, yeah, there's lots to see. Definitely, ten out of ten would recommend solo days out in London. There we go. I go on a Sunday because it's the cheapest day to catch a train. Yeah. Thirteen pounds takes you all the way around London. Okay. Most of the museums and galleries are free. Yeah. So then all you need to do is buy lunch. And has has this um influenced you in your music lyrics it's i mean would you call yourself a lyricist lyricist i think so i'm certainly a lyricist you've written some poetry haven't you i have yes i have written some poetry i actually want to compile that into a book at some point that's another little project tucked away in my brain i'm definitely a lyricist before i'm a composer I would always say I'm a poet before I'm a songwriter. Right. Tunes come very hard. Right. Lyrics come quite easily. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think it probably has influenced me. It's certainly inspired, it's it's opened up stories to me that I didn't know existed or yeah. 
um, introduce me to characters that I think would be interesting to write mm. about and things like that. Um, I, I always have a notebook with me, so I'm forever, or I just type into my phone little ideas that I've got. So most of my time walking around London is spent typing things into my phone before I forget, or singing little bits of, like speaking lyrics or singing little, little bits of tune. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think it does. I think everything influences me. Yeah. In my song life. So I'm going to put you on the. Even if it's just someone's like turn of phrase that I find particularly interesting or mm. eloquent. Ah, that would be an interesting lyric, and I'll pop it down for later. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh no. And what song do you think re best represents London? What? In the world ever? Yeah. But, or, the, or that you know of them. I mean, I, I, I've got one. And, and to me, any time I hear it... Oh, wow. It's like, yeah, that, that is London summed up perfectly. That's really hot. I mean, instantly I just Sorry, think I, I've just panic on, on the spot. streets of London, but I've never like, What's your one then? Well, it's by um, The The, mm -hmm. and it's called Heartland. And, and there's a lyric and he goes, the cranes are moving on the skyline. And if you go in London now, there's yeah, cranes moving everywhere. So I put you on the spot there, I do apologise. Well, I just feel a little bit like I'm highlighting my um, lack of musical knowledge, because I think someone with a wider musical vocabulary than me would have something straight away. Yeah. It's only because I've thought about it. Yeah. Mm, maybe by the end of the podcast I'll thought of something. Okay, we're going to come back to that then. Okay. <laughs> right, we're back with Jess. Hello. Um, we've talked music. Yes. And arty things. Yes. Now we're going to do quick fire questions to okay. dig, it, dig a bit deeper. As long as they're easier than what song sums up London. Yes, I apologise for I that. I still don't know. We're coming back to that one, <laughs> don't worry. That might have to be in another episode. <laughs> yeah. So you're, let's go in. Favourite colour? Yellow. Okay. It was purple for a very long time and then I discovered yellow. I mean, I didn't discover, I always knew yellow was yeah. fair. But you, you've discovered it as a colour. Yeah. And it suits you? Yeah. Especially with pink hair. I look like a. Yes, Jess has got pink speech. hair at the moment. Pinkish hair. Yes. For the moment. Who knows what colour it will be next time you see me? Yellow. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Favourite sweet? Um, uh, I really like aniseed balls. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Or black tracks. Wow. Yeah. That's a very kind of left field <laughs> answer. I was expecting something like lemon sherbet. I or... do love lemon sherbet. Because they're all yellow. They are, yeah. No, I really like other balls. Wow. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Favourite drink? Coffee. I hesitated because I didn't know if you were like just drink no, or like any... alcoholic drink. Because that is different. Right. Um, but coffee. I drink a lot of coffee. Too much? Probably. Yeah, I'm only little, so it doesn't take much for it to be too much. <laughs> I, I was reading a lot about coffee recently. Oh dear. Was well, it no, it's, it's more about the sleep. Oh, sleep. yeah, yeah. You do get yourself into yeah. a bit of a cycle with coffee, if you're not careful. It takes about eight hours to get rid of coffee <laughs> in your body or whatever. 
Uh, I should be alright then. I have my last coffee at lunchtime today. Oh yeah, you'll be. be you should be okay. Yeah. Favorite item of clothing that I own. Yeah. Um, my favorite item of clothing is a lopataza, which is a traditional hand knitted Icelandic jumper. Okay. It was very expensive. It's not the one I'm wearing now. No. It was very expensive. I bought it in Iceland. You got a bit of a I thing about Iceland, it. haven't you? I do. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Maybe we talk about Iceland in another episode. I mean, that could be a whole episode in itself. Yeah. Easily the amount that I could talk about it. Um, but yeah, my standard jumper. It's also the most expensive item of clothing I own, okay. so I, I won't divulge. No. But, yeah. but it was a, a fair. It was an investment, we'll call it. Yes. Like. Yeah. Okay. Favourite thing? Favourite thing? Well, like yeah. object. Anything, yeah. My record player. Okay. That yeah. was snatched from the air, but my record player gives me a lot of joy. And also the records that go with it, obviously, because you can't have one. Isn't that two things, though? Well, I mean, it's actually, it's probably, it's more like hundreds of things, really, if you think yeah. about it. But yeah, my record player. Your record player? Yeah. It's a nice one. It's baby blue, covered in, like, leather, and it's pretty, and it plays records. Okay. Favourite time of the day? Dusk. Sunset. I love the sunset. When it's sunny. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately today it was there actually was no <laughs> piddling it down with rain. Yeah, it's not been very nice. Okay. Favourite TV show? Ooh, Supernatural. I wouldn't even know what that is. It's an American TV show about monsters and things. Okay. It's about two brothers who hunt for like vampires and... It sounds really, it is really cheesy, but it's very good. Okay. Yeah. Worth watching. I think so. Okay. Favourite biscuit? I mean, this is a, this could be a whole debate, mm. if, depending on which you Probably choose. Probably custard cream. Okay. Or hobnob. Okay. Yeah. When I was little, it used to be Garibaldi biscuits, uh -huh. which I would call dead fly biscuits. But I'd always pick the dead flies out and hide them under my pillow. But yeah, custard cream. Like you do. Yeah. I used to eat dog biscuits, but that's another story. I used to eat wood mice. But that's another story as well. Yeah, that is another story. <laughs> I probably ate the biscuits that create wood lice, and you probably mm. eat the wood lice that. Apparently, I used to reach whatever. under the washing machine where they'd crawl in. Nice. And yeah. You must have thought they were some aniseed ball or something. Maybe that's maybe, maybe that's, that's why you like them. Where my aniseed balls come from? There the you same go. Texture. Everything. Interesting. Everything interesting links. Do, yeah. True. You know. Very interesting theory. Okay. <laughs> final question. Okay. For today. Mm-hmm. Your Worst. Oh, I can't think. <laughs> My worst. Your worst. <laughs> Your worst pair of shoes. That's very kind of Vic Reevesy. My worst pair, pair of, of shoes, shoes that I have owned. Ever, have owned. Um, I once owned a pair of purple brogues had very long pointy toes and I wore them probably twice and each time I wore them when I took them off they were filled with blood 
because they just shredded my feet so much. So in nice. terms of comfort and practicality, those. In terms of like how they look, um, jelly sandals. As an adult, not a good one. Anyone over the age of like ten, in my opinion. Sorry. No. Jelly sandal wearers that might be out there. What I do it? have friends that wear jelly sandals. So. What is a jelly sandal? It's like a sandal made out of rubber. Oh right, okay. And they they were. I remember them from when I was a kid, and then high-heeled ones came into fashion, and mm. you were the bee's knees if you had a pair of high-heeled jelly sandals when I was like 11, but now, and also just not practical, you get sweaty feet and mm. um, horrid, yeah. Those days are long gone. Yes. No jelly sandals near these feet, thanks very much. I mean, as a trad folky, I suppose no shoes is kind of... Traditional but image. I'm very, I have weird feet that I'm very self-conscious about, so I don't tend to put them on a show. No. The more enclosed my feet are by shoes, the better. So there we go. And I think that's a really good note to finish on. <laughs> I think so too. Um, <laughs> if you've got, you got bad feet, wear shoes. Yes. Or something like Unless that. Unless they're jelly sandals. Unless they're jelly sandals. Yeah. Jess, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, it's been fun. My thanks to Jess. Hope you enjoyed listening to her insights into the world of folk music and other things that she gets up to. Um, Jess will be back. She wants to do some more. We haven't scared her away, so she will return very soon. Thanks for listening. We are chatting with Chuckles. Please get in touch. Let us know what you think. And if you would like to even feature, then drop us a line on any of the social media channels. And obviously take a look at Sketches in Travel, SIT magazine, um, where you can get lots of information about travel and lots of other things besides. Thank you for listening. Take care. See you soon.